Hello and welcome to the Everyday Adventure Podcast. My name is Nikki Bass and I will be bringing you thoughts and ideas and hopefully some inspiration on how to build more adventure into your everyday life. So today it is my absolute pleasure to welcome Jen Gale to the podcast. So Jen is the founder of Sustainablish, which I think I managed to say okay. So this is a company she set up to provide practical support and inspiration for people who are wanting to live more sustainably in their everyday lives, but who may not necessarily know where to start or who get stuck along the way and want other inspiration. So we were introduced by a mutual friend, but I actually came across Jen probably a few months ago on Instagram. And I immediately resonated with her message, which I think is really powerful. And I think is something that impacts so many of us in that we're trying to make sustainable choices, trying to live in a way that feels healthier for us and for the planet, but that those good intentions are often derailed by the realities of life, kids, work, etc. And what I absolutely love about what Jen does is her ethos that actually it's celebrating the baby steps. She makes you feel really good about what you do do, what you do achieve, rather than punishing for you for what you can't. And in a way that inspires you to carry on making bigger and better changes. So I'm so thrilled that she agreed to come on the podcast today. So Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. It's always funny listening through an intro that somebody's... (laughs) (laughs) thank you that's really lovely oh no it's a pleasure so my first question is really where did the idea come from for sustainability what inspired you to get started yeah it's been quite an evolution really it started eight years ago about this time eight years ago I randomly decided we were going to spend a year buying nothing new as a family so the kids were four and two or something around those ages and just I thought we were quite green, like we were quite diligent about doing our recycling, you know, and I sort of didn't really think any more about it other than that. And then read this article about this lady doing what she called her secondhand safari and thought it sounded quite exciting. So it was quite naive, really. I just sort of thought, oh, that sounds quite fun. And, you know, maybe I could blog about it, you know, this this thing called blogging. And so I ended up blogging every day during that year, which was harder, actually, than they're not buying new. And I always say like, I feel like I was maybe like a lot of people are now kind of aware that things aren't good when it comes to the planet, but assuming that somebody somewhere had a handle on it, do you know, like assuming if it really was that bad, the government would be doing something about this, assuming that it must be okay to buy, I don't know, three t-shirts for five quid or two chickens for five quid, because otherwise they wouldn't be allowed to do it, would they? Mm. And then suddenly kind of, being forced to confront almost all these issues and realizing actually it's not okay and nobody is looking after these people in that supply chain and the reason that they can do these things so cheaply is because the you know the the true cost is being paid by people or planet and just this kind of succession of kind of like oh 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 god and somebody said to me the other day like oh I've read your book and now it's a real pain in the ass to go into a shop. Thanks for that. And I was like, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> because it, becoming it conscious, does, yeah. Yeah, and I think it almost feels easier to keep looking away because mm. once you start to, to look, like Lily Cole has this phrase she's got in her new book, and it, if you dare to care, it's a head F. 
And it is because once you sort of lift your head up and you start looking around, you sort of, it is this proverbial can of worms and it's like, oh, oh God. And I'd much rather go back to, to not knowing and, and, you know, living my life, pretending everything's okay. But obviously once you, once you know this stuff and you learn this stuff, you kind of can't unlearn it really. That's so true, isn't it? It's that thing of, yeah, like you said, once you become conscious of it. And I suppose the next step is really what you do with that, because Mm. actually the danger is it becomes something that you get left with a sense of helplessness of, well, nothing I'm doing, I do can make a difference or I can't change things. This is huge stuff at governmental Mm. level and global level. And actually I'm just me doing my own thing. And, you know, I know I've had this conversation with so many friends of going, right, well, you know, I can do the recycling. I can do the bits that I think are helping, but actually sometimes it feels futile when you see the sort of the challenges you're facing. And I suppose that sort of leads on to my next question as well, in terms of, you know, what challenges have you encountered when either in establishing your own business, getting Mm. set up and trying to do this work, or just on your own journey, what are the things that that you've come across? And also, how do you deal with those feelings of, I guess, sometimes overwhelm and... Helplessness. So, I mean, I definitely had, I distinctly remember about partway through that year buying nothing new, having this exactly what you said, like, oh my God, this is, this is huge. This is completely laughable that I think that anything that we're doing, you know, as, as one person or as one family can actually make a difference. How ridiculous. And then the, the thing I took away, I guess, if you like, from that year was that isn't there a quote somewhere like, you, you know, you can't change everything, but you can change something. And I do love a quote. There's that Jane Goodall <laughs> quote about, you know, um, you can't get through life without having an, every day you make an impact yeah. and you get to decide what kind of impact you're going to make. And, and, and realizing that every day we're making these decisions often around what we, you know, around what we buy and we're often doing it very unthoughtfully, very habit-based, very convenience-based, but that actually all those decisions are having an impact and that we do have, I feel very strongly that we have this kind of responsibility to make not necessarily the right choice all the time, because nobody does that, but to make better choices more of the time. And this whole idea that, you know, imagine if 8 billion people believed they could make a difference, then wow, we could really make a difference. And I feel like we're all individuals, but Boris Johnson's an individual, the CEO of Shell or BP as an individual, imagine if they decided this was going to be their responsibility to to make some changes not only in their own lives but in their businesses and so if we can we can do that as well and we can I think we underestimate the power that we have as as consumers and as citizens and the power of the choices that we make and also the power of our voices so in making those different choices we are sending out these messages that we don't want that because we're not spending, not giving them our money, but we do want that because we're giving them our money. But then also we can amplify that by using our voice. So one of the most powerful things we can do is to change our energy supplier. So actually we're casting a vote by saying, moving away from say one of the big six. So we're not giving them our money anymore and we're giving our money to these uh, renewable energy companies. So we're, we're letting the system know that that's what we want. We can then amplify that by emailing the people that we're leaving saying, just thought I'd let you know I've moved to renewable energy supply because that's that's what I want to support. Then we can amplify that again by posting on our social media going, oh my God, I've just moved to blah, blah. And I've got a voucher code if you want it. And I hadn't realized that it would be so easy and it would save me money. And actually I've slashed my carbon footprint. So, do you know, there's all these ways that actually just that one simple action can then be amplified. So please don't ever underestimate 
the power of uh, you know individual changes and if you look at the right the whole change in consciousness around single use plastics that has all been kind of bottom up consumer led and the the noise that we have collectively made as consumers has forced businesses and government to change policies so you know we can be really really powerful so that's the first thing i would say around the sort of challenges as individuals and things but yeah i do still get overwhelmed i watched extinction of facts the other day and it does just feel futile like you say you, you the, one of my frustrations with these programs is it's amazing that they're getting airtime you know prime time airtime but they're not they leave you feeling hopeless and like yeah. you know if they could have a 10 minute section at the end going right now do these five things oh my god amazing then you'd kind of feel empowered but I do think that making a start doing one thing um, empowers and motivates you to then do another thing so you know these baby steps do all kind of add up and in terms of my sort of business I think the biggest challenges I've had have been asking for money which sounds horrible it sounds really no, nice absolutely like making it a business generating income from doing this when it feels like such an important thing and that everybody should have access to this knowledge everybody should have all this information freely available and I think I've come to realize that actually all of this information is freely available and I make a huge amount of that you know I've got the podcast and the blog and the Facebook group and all this but actually sometimes what people need is that support to actually make something happen because we can read all the books we can google search or whatever or use Ecosia which is an eco-friendly search engine but actually it's like you don't get fit by sitting on the sofa reading a book about getting fit you know and sometimes and there are some people who will read a book about getting fit and go off and nail a marathon but there are some people who need a personal trainer or a gym or something and it's kind of that kind of thing and so what actually you know I, I feel like the services that I now provide that are paid for services are that additional layer of of support and accountability and community and things that are there for people if they want them that was the longest answer ever to a question. <laughs> no that was a bit <laughs> it was quite a long question to be fair so <laughs> I think you're justified. Oh, the gosh, there's so many things I could pick up on. I think, you know, your last point, I think, around that accountability, but also support, that combination that I think mm. we all need. Actually, I think those people who pick up a book and run a marathon are pretty few and far between, yes. <laughs> certainly in my circles. Maybe it's just me. But, but yeah, I think that feeling that because it's a worry about, am I doing the right thing? Where am I putting my energy? Actually, what where can I have the most impact in yeah. in what I do? But I loved, I'm going to read your own quote back to you now. <laughs> I loved what you said about betting, making better choices more of the time, mm. because I think that's the bit that actually really, that feels doable, Yeah, what you're talking about. And I know exactly what you mean about the, you know, watching the programs and just feeling, gosh, you know, what can we do? And trying not mm. to get into that place of, yes. oh, this is, this is all awful. Yeah refocusing our energy back on actually what practically can I do mm. and, and and I think that's really powerful actually just what next step can I take yeah and I guess I'm just wondering because obviously there's the benefits particularly in the type of the business and the type of work that you do that there, there's the obvious benefits that you are setting out to achieve around sustainability around increasing awareness but I guess I'm wondering sort of what other benefits that maybe were unexpected when you first set out that you come across or that you've experienced as, as part of doing this work on a very personal level I I used to be a vet 
So obviously very scientific background yeah. and, you know, I, I took the A-levels I took, not because necessarily they were the ones I would have enjoyed the most, but because I needed to take them. And so, you know, I've actually been able to, I guess, either discover or rediscover this sort of love of writing and being able to write the book and things like, you know, I, I never would have thought I, you know, they say everyone has a book in them, mm. but I never would have thought I could have a book published. I never would have, I, I used to hate public speaking. You know, if we had to stand up in class and say something, I remember when I was at uni, we used to do these small group things and you'd have to stand up and present and I would go bright red and I would hate it. And now I love it. Like I love coming and doing things like this. I love, I wouldn't necessarily say I love standing up on a stage. You still get those butterflies and things, but I, 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 I just enjoy being able to, I guess, tell a story and hopefully relate something that resonates with people. So lots of, I guess, facets of of my personality that I think probably would have gone unexplored maybe. And, you know, and, and to be really frank, I was really miserable. <laughs> I found it really stressful. You know, it was in tears a lot of the time. So be, actually being able to you know, now I have to pinch myself that I, I I get up every day and I get to take the kids to school and I get to come back. And I, you know, last week I was interviewing Guy Singh Watson from Riverford and, you know, this amazing panel for Organic September. And I'm like, this is me. This is like, this is my life. This is what I get to do. And I, you know, how lucky am I? That's amazing, isn't it? It is that it's, it's how it opens up, I guess, your own journey and potential and, and things that like you said, you, you almost put in a box sometimes. Yeah. I think when you, you, you know, you have all this, I always find it fascinating. We have all this time as kids and, you know, what are you going to be? What are you going to do? Mm. And then this is it. This is what I do. Yeah. And somehow your life starts to contract around that thing. Mm-hmm. Like you say, when you, when you take a step out and make a change and find something that you are obviously really passionate about and that you really care about how that also then comes back into you as well and allows you to expand along with it that's amazing so what's next where would you like to go next with I mean you've got the book you've got podcasts you've got this amazing Facebook group which I've recently joined and I'm just yeah I could spend all day on there (laughs) all the ideas that people are sharing and you recently launched a course as well but yeah what's next so book number two is coming out oh, in wow. March. So mm. that's the Sustainable-ish Guide to Green Parenting. So that was written during lockdown, which was a challenge. Um, you're you're the, probably the first person I think to actually wrote a book during lockdown. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think it came, like I literally signed the contract. I think mine was the last one out of the door, um, yeah. you know, before they just took a brief hiatus and yeah and then the deadline was first week in June I think so you know it was pretty full-on the course that you referenced so the Knackered Mums Eco Club is is this sort of low-cost annual membership and we've got nearly 70 people on board I think but I would love to expand that can you imagine you know if there were a thousand people on board with that if there were so and and the power I guess that that we could have as this kind of little movement of because I think mums are a sort of under, well, we're underappreciated, but um, as, as a potential for creating change, because there's a couple of stats that I always come back to that 60% of greenhouse gas emissions are from household consumption. So the things that we buy, the food we eat, the clothes we wear, how we travel, how we holiday, and that 90% of those decisions are generally made by mums at sort of and women or, you know, the primary caregiver. So actually, you know, like, yes, it's depressing that these things haven't moved on and that we still share the burden. You know, we have this burden of, is burden the right word? 
the the lion's share, if you like, of mm. childcare and the dull, boring decisions we're making every day about shopping and food and things. But actually, there's a huge amount of potential and power within that. And actually, if we can make it a really safe place to come and to be imperfect, if we can make it a really fun place to come as well, because God, it sounds dull as hell being sustainable doesn't it and being green and so actually you know if we can kind of make it much more normal and mainstream to be doing these things and to have all that support behind them so I guess that's that's a really big focus for me is growing that community and that group and and just continuing to sort of challenge these stereotypes if you like that you know in order to be green you've got to be this kind of uber greenest of green hippie and weaving your own yogurt and do you know that actually just ordinary mums in the playground we all have this huge amount of power to do things a bit differently without having to turn our worlds kind of upside down and that we can fit it in with everything else we've got on our plates as well yeah no I think that that, and it's so powerful in itself just thinking I was just thinking what you're saying actually that that way in which the mundane and the the tasks that you don't that no one ever mentions when you become a parent either by the way that wasn't part of NCT Um, (laughs) the shopping list and laundry and all of those things but actually that 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 is political that there is so much power that sits within how you choose to to carry out those tasks and the message that that then sends like you said about the the choices your buying power what you choose to spend your money Mm. on and and like you said what what you then recommend and, and and elevate and amplify for others too so I think that and I've never thought of it that way so I think that's that's so important and yeah amazing so if people want to find out more about what you do where can they go so the website is a sustainablelife.co.uk and I think I'm at sustainableish on most of the social media platforms so Facebook Twitter Instagram there's uh, we've got a big Facebook community with 16 and a half thousand people that's sustainable-ish with Jen Gale I think <laughs> having to try and remember <laughs> sorry I'll put all of the links in the show yeah. notes <laughs> so, I'd rather put you on the spot and remember them all amazing okay so if anyone wants to find out more about you like I said I'll put all the links in they can go and find out all of these things obviously your book will we'll keep an eye out for your book coming out your next book as well um, maybe get, get you back on the show to talk about that and, and yeah that what impact fabulous. that's had yeah. that'd be amazing thank you so much for your time today it's been an absolute pleasure oh, and yeah I'm, I, I'm feeling inspired already about <laughs> going back to my washing or something <laughs> yeah no I genuinely I think there is like I said at the beginning I think where what you do is is so different is in this this point about actually noticing that power that sits right at the heart of our everyday lives and in a way that that's what this podcast is all about too actually what everyday changes you can make yeah. you don't have to overhaul things in order to really start seeing the changes so thank you so much for coming on and I hope to catch up again with you really soon take care bye wow so I recorded that interview with Jen a few weeks ago and I was just listening back to it prior to recording this and yeah again I came away feeling so motivated I think the word is empowered actually feeling there are so many things out there at the moment and whether it's to do with sustainability and climate change or more globally around the pandemic and what we're facing and it's quite easy to be left with this sense of despair this sense of hopelessness and this sense of overwhelm and also a feeling of helplessness about actually what can I do 
And what really struck me with my conversation with Jen is actually one, how I didn't feel like that speaking to her, actually, that what was she was saying in itself was so empowering, although what she wasn't saying was you can change the world. She was saying that you can make a difference. And I think that it taps into this this idea of hope, actually, that hope is such a part of the human condition. And it is what keeps us going through really, really dark periods, this idea that there is this glimmer of light and it, it is so important to resilience as well. And yeah, I just found that, especially when she's talking about the day-to-day decisions we make in our life, that actually it's not beating ourselves up for the decisions, the things that we get wrong or the things that actually we can't commit to, whether it is for financial reasons, whether it is due to the energy that that would take or the time that that would take. It's not about overhauling our lives in such a significant way that actually that becomes as stressful as the event itself. But it's about celebrating the changes that we do make, looking for opportunities to make other tweaks wherever we can. And this idea that taking step by step and as a collective, the collective power in the everyday choices that we make. And that is what is so powerful. So a massive thank you to Jen for coming on the show. We've got one more episode to go before the end of season one. I've got such an amazing guest lined up for you next week. I cannot wait to introduce you to her. But in the meantime, if you want to reach out, if any of the issues that we've raised this week have resonated with you, if you've got any comments, please do get in touch. DM me, message me. I'm on Instagram, Resilience at Work. You can find me on Twitter at Resilience underscore works. You can contact me via my website, which is resiliencework.co.uk. Otherwise, I look forward to seeing you again next week with the final guest of the season. And I look forward to speaking to you then. Speak to you soon. Bye.